Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 55. Oh, buddy. You may have noticed a new intro song. I will uh, credit that appropriately here uh, in a bit. Um, this week, we will talk about State of the Game Summary, uh, Division 2 news from this week, a little chit-chat about PC versus console balancing, uh, inspired by some... Uh, passionate conversation uh on friday uh and then some uh a listener question uh last if you'd like to support this podcast you can do so via anchor in a link below it's anchor.fm slash the echo cast slash support or via twitch where you can find me live as bond diesel a few times per week getting into the stay of the game recap this is going to be kind of a short one not because it lacked information, but more because the information's out there and I don't want to reread things that most of you have probably heard a hundred times. But this week we had Yannick and Hamish. I just want to make a side note that uh, I, I do miss Petter. I hope that he uh, is doing well and uh, whatever he's working on right now or whatever he's doing, I'll be excited to see him back on the show, hopefully at some point. Uh, but they basically just talked about um, the, the feel of World Tier 5 and the title base and stronghold update. Uh, I believe is technically the title update 2 is what that came with. And how they honestly feel really good about a lot of what was going on. Obviously there's some issues and some remaining bugs and some new stuff and all that. But uh, hopefully at this point most people understand that that's just kind of going to be par for the course. I don't really think because of a, a lack of ability or anything, but more because uh, games, games are complicated and that's the way it is. So, so yeah, that, um, they did talk about, uh, the apparel event that's going on right now. Um, so the event where you can earn keys and I think buy them ends on the 24th of April. Uh, and then you have a week after that to use any keys you have. I'm not sure how it's going to work with if you have extra keys, if you, um, I'm not sure if you can even buy extra or earn extra after you've bought all 30. Uh, I'm going to be totally honest. I was super impatient and just dropped a few bucks and got all the caches basically immediately on top of some uh, that I had earned and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so we'll have to kind of see what it looks like. Uh, I'm not sure if you can even have extras at this point. Um, they talked a little bit about some known issues and addressed them. Um, I'll direct you to the VOD to get really into it. Um, they talked about a lot of different things, things that are being talked about a ton in the community, as well as things that had already been fixed with some emergency maintenances and stuff like that. I think the big thing I took from it was, you know, Yannick uh, kind of throwing out this message of like, don't panic, calm down. There's going to be problems. We'll work on them. Just because the problem doesn't get fixed today doesn't mean it won't get fixed. I think sometimes we get um, a little spoiled by how often they've been fixing things. And, uh, you know, well, if you could fix that, why couldn't you fix this? And it's like, well, uh, well, from our point of view, some things may seem simpler and more complicated uh, from there, from the programmers and the devs and stuff like that. Uh, some things may be easier to fix than others. Uh, you have to imagine that uh, replacing a bolt is relatively easy. 
uh, in a car, say, if the bolt is exposed and nothing depends on it. Uh, replacing the same bolt, which is easy, that's inside of the engine is a little bit harder. So I suspect some of these issues that may seem uh, simple and, and not very challenging to, to take care of may be deeper and, um, and maybe it's a little more challenging than we imagine. So at least that's my take on it. Uh, the big reveal I think they gave during this day of the game and kind of the meat of it was uh, that there will be a PTS starting this coming week. Um, and it's going to be for Title Update 3. Now, Title Update 3, a big part of this is obviously the raid. They've clarified really clearly, um, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, that uh, the raid will not be in the PTS uh, to kind of keep that surprise for everyone. Uh, the raid officially unlocks on the 25th. I don't think we've been given the time, but from previous comments, they've given us the impression that it won't release based on where you live, that it's going to go live everywhere at the exact same time. As a side note, uh, be ready for that because there's going to be about a third of the world players uh, who are going to get screwed by this because it's going to release between like midnight and like eight in the morning. Uh, or the fact that it's a work day for a lot of people, it's going to get released, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours before people can actually play. But, you know, is what it is. I think it's the right way to do it. And unfortunately, it just means bad news for somebody. As for where the PTS will be, it will be on PC only. And I'm going to have a little chat about that in the uh, discussion part of the show. And that was about it. So I still think these state of the games are great. Um, it's not always the most exciting stuff. Sometimes it's a little boring in the sense of it's not always, you know, breaking news or huge drops of info, but this is definitely like more of like a maintenance thing where they are just giving us information uh, that we need that a lot of people want. Uh, they may not give us everything that people think they need or that they say they want, but you know, there's kind of that mix of like, uh, what you want isn't always what you're going to get. So um, I think these are good. You know, they're they're weekly again. They, you know, didn't do that towards the end of the life of Division 1. And really, there was nothing for them to talk about. So it kind of made sense. But I think these are great. And uh, I hope they continue. So uh, with Division News, um, we had a uh, something that, that kind of supplemented the stay of the game. A current issues forum post where the team um, kind of addressed a bunch of issues and gave realistic timeframes on them uh, and, and when they would be fixed. And uh, some of them were talking about like the next update, maybe even this coming week. And some straight up said, hey, these won't be around for a while. Uh, one of them was talking about um, like adding a bald option to the, the male characters, uh, red hair in general, and some other stuff um that they said we're working on it but it won't be anytime soon and i really and, and that's an important thing because with the first game it kind of seemed like they were afraid to give us information on issues and changes until they had like a realistic um time frame right uh which is fine and i get that strategy but this time it seems like they're willing to talk about things that maybe don't have any kind of defined time frame, but they, you know, they, they, they want to give us a heads up like, Hey, we're looking at it. It's just not coming quite yet. So, you know, I, 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 again, I think that's a good thing. Um, 
it's definitely better than what we kind of had before. Um, and it's definitely uh, more than anything. I think all of this stuff is a step uh, in the right direction rather than just stagnation. Um, they uh, pointed out that things like gear sets and exotics were underpowered and that they were going to be worked on. Um, the game difficulty uh, was a big thing for them. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the discussion part as well. Uh, PvP is obviously a big subject for, you know, a, a good number of people. And uh, they basically just said that Red Storm will be doing the state of the game, maybe this coming week, but, you know, more than likely in the coming weeks to talk about that and everything they have going on uh, with uh, their ideas for changing things and balancing. Uh, and, and that was, that was kind of it. Um, I really, I highly suggest checking that forum post out. It's on the official Twitter account. Um, the actual forum post is in the official forums. So if you go in there, I believe it's probably under like news and updates for division two, it should be all listed out. And, and I think it's a good read. Uh, the best part of it was probably they did, uh, two little paragraphs at the end talking about skill builds and tank build viability. And it seems like they're aware. They know people want those things to be a thing. Um, from reading it, though, I mean, I don't think they were super, super blatant about their plans. It kind of seems like they like the idea of uh, this being focused on uh, a shooting game and the skills being complementary. Uh, but we'll kind of have to see. You know, it seems like they are aware that people want to talk about it, um, but maybe uh, they're still figuring out how they're going to handle uh, the, the changes and so on and so forth. Uh, and that's kind of what I have for that. And that leads us into mid-roll time. Okay, so a little community topic, a little discussion here. Uh, this is kind of um, inspired by a back and forth that was had yesterday, uh, Friday. I'm recording this on Saturday. Um... And what was interesting is it started off with, you know, multiple people who I know who are saying, hey, don't dumb down the control points. The control point uh, level three and four are fun. They're challenging and they should stay that way. Um, and what was interesting and what kind of spawned from it was a discussion that turned into, go figure, uh, console and PCs. And the kind of a point I was making was, hey, um, I think a lot of the people who you know, commentate on the game or are you know you know influencers and streamers and so on um one thing i've noticed that i think is interesting um a little bit maybe about my perspective as well is most of the people i'm aware of um have moved on the pc and um and the issue i have with that uh i don't have an issue with it that's great you know people can't afford a good pc they prefer that way of playing and doing that makes 100 percent complete sense i get it I even see a lot of the people involved with the game seem to prefer that as well. The issue I have with it is that it's uh, the number of people who are, you know, quote unquote influencers uh, who are on PC is, uh, as far as I can tell, just in gaming in general, but including this game, is really disproportionate to um, console players, where um, simply because consoles are cheap, um, you know, they, they provide a good enough experience for most people. Uh, it's it's just the more affordable option for most people. Uh, th there's this interesting situations where I would say a majority of influencers are on PC, uh, while a majority of actual players are not. And so um, an, an issue with a game like this, and really all games, but especially shooters, I think, 
um, is that you have a big discrepancy in you know changes that people think are necessary uh, from their experience in the game um, may differ if they're on a PC or console. Uh, so in Division One, uh, I felt personally, and this was obviously a point of contention, uh, that the game was pretty heavily balanced for PC players. Um, a big change was uh, that happened around in the middle of the game's life cycle, maybe a little earlier. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but headshot damage was significantly toned down. Um, and what was interesting is my outlook on it, and from what I remember of the discussions and the reasonings behind this, was that um, basically on PC, especially in PvP, uh, the headshot damage modifier was so heavy um, that basically it was resulting in, believe it or not, uh, too short of time to kill, um, both in PvE, but especially PvP. Um, I've seen explanations from some people who were under the impression it was because of some crit damage, headshot um, damage kind of stuff that was going on, actually on console. Um, so, I, I, you know, I tried to poke around a little bit, didn't really find anything very clear. Uh, but my impression was, was that that change was mostly made for PC. Um, and what happened with the console side of things was that on console, if you were really good with a controller, um, there was a pretty big skill gap between people who could hit consistent headshots, uh, especially snipers, um, and people who couldn't. And so there was kind of that level of, oh, I need to get better at headshots if I, if I want to be better at this. But when this headshot modifier um, was changed really drastically, um, it, uh, from my experience, uh, kind of ushered in, especially the age of things like Striker and stuff like that, where it made more sense to go for body shots for various reasons. Uh, the change modifier, uh, you know, new sets and builds that were coming out that you know took advantage that really didn't matter if you hit headshots or body shots. Um, and one of my um, one of my favorite examples of this difference between uh, you know, and this is just going away from that conversation about the headshot, but just in general, um, someone who uh, did a really interesting video during Division One was Marcus Style, and he did this video where someone had challenged him. Um, this was during all of the global event stuff where everyone just ran clear sky a hundred billion times and Marco and his crew had gotten a, an extremely efficient way of running that. And someone said, Hey, I bet you can't do that on Xbox. Uh, you know, if you guys know him at all, I suspect he's more than happy to prove people wrong when he is able to. And, um, he took it upon himself to, uh, pull uh, dust off his Xbox, which I'm surprised he honestly even had. And uh, he leveled up characters with some friends um, and they uh, commenced trying to get this clear sky time down to, I think it was under five minutes. It was something like that. Um, and the video is interesting because it's, it's just kind of interesting in general to see, you know, someone take up a challenge like this, especially someone who's a, uh, you know, primarily a PC player. Um, and what was most insightful about this video, in my opinion, was towards the end, he talks about, how he had no idea that um, what was a, a pretty fast time to kill on PC was significantly lowered on console. Because on PC, I would say anyone who's at least a moderately good player, you know, a regular player and up, 
um, can hit, uh, can can control their aim very well, can hit he consistent headshots with basically any gun, but especially ARs and marksman rifles and such. Where, um, and this is where it seems like people get into a tizzy. If you take someone who is equally good with a mouse and keyboard and a console and a controller, put them on the put them on the same game, same time. I I think most people would agree, and I'm not talking about someone who was a console player for their whole life and then switch and maybe even still uses a controller on PC, or someone who's only played PC their whole life and then puts their hands on the sticks and uh, they're you know shooting at the sky. I'm talking about you know some theoretical human being who has played both for five years and plays them both two hours a day. And so, you know, in theory, that person would feel competent with both, would feel good with both even. I still, I think that person would say, I feel comfortable with both of these ways of playing, but I know I'm more efficient. I'm better with the mouse and keyboard. Um, I would put myself in that category. I'm very mediocre with both. And I know if I had a mouse and keyboard hooked up to my Xbox, uh, you know, or if I had a controller hooked up to my PC, um, I'd be better off with the mouse and keyboard in both ways when it comes to aiming. Now I have some side arguments about the movement controls and using skills and stuff with that with division. I think it's way easier with a controller and it's actually designed better for a controller. Different argument, not what I'm getting at here. But from my own experience, from this theoretical human I'm, I'm, I'm putting together and from this video that Marco did, he made it really clear that he, he had no idea um, that it was that much different, that the game felt so different. Um, I believe he even says that the game almost feels like two different games. And uh, in fact, I think he ended up hitting his mark to, hit the, to, to get under five minutes on Clear Sky on console. But if I remember correctly, he had a group of three. They randomly got match made with a fourth, and it just happened to be someone on console who was an absolute monster. And basically carried them and 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 helped them out quite a bit. And the the thing is, is that the the whole deal here is I'm not knocking PC players. It's interesting whenever you whenever you put the words console and PC in the same sentence, um, it seems like everyone's awareness gets tightened and uh, their you know logic lowers. And there's this instant reaction of like, what? Huh? What? Whatever one I like is better. Don't you dare say anything different. And I like both. I think they're both great. Um, just for ease of use, I prefer my console at this point. Um, I've been PC gaming since I was like five years old, though. So uh, it's definitely something I'm actually way more familiar with. Um, only really started playing on consoles when I was in like college with my buddies that I lived with. Uh, and I, and I kind of switched over. Uh, I also got burned on, I built like an $800 computer in college. And one of my buddies uh, plugged his digital camera in. Uh, with the wrong USB cord and shorted out the entire motherboard and burn out a bunch of the stuff that was in it. So uh, I've been hurt before, um, but I have built things since then. And I actually have a okay PC at the moment. But the thing is, is I'm, I'm not knocking one or the other. I'm literally just saying um, at the end of the day, something I'm worried about is I'm, I'm a little worried that there's not going to be enough separation between console and PC again. Uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers. There's very likely a whole bunch of changes or uh, things in the game that do work differently between the two. There's obviously the big ones like the display settings and things like that. Um, 
And there's things that they introduced on console um, that uh, from PC that are great. They put in uh, text chat now, if you didn't know that already. It's in the accessibility settings. Um, you can customize your UI now on console, which is ridiculous. It's really, really nice. But um, I, I think that even something like this, uh, this PTS that's coming up, right? Um, it's only gonna be on PC and that makes sense. Um, I completely support that. Uh, I fully understand and uh, get the challenge of doing this type of thing on consoles because of the god-awful Sony and Microsoft approval process. It's the worst. We had one example of it in Division 1, and it was arguably a complete disaster. I, I think most people, I I'm sure they got some good data off of it, um, but it was a mess. Um, the actual PTS, as I remember it, was okay. Um, the big issue was that, you know, the, the way they selected people and uh, all kinds of things, it was just, it was kind of a hot mess. But I, I guess what, what started as a talk about control points, which I've actually changed my tune on quite a bit. Um, I, I was arguing at one point that control points need to be easier. Uh, since I've reevaluated uh, my builds and things like that, I've realized that the control point, points are fine. Uh, the talk about how the AI basically are too smart. Uh, the devs have talked about it directly. Um, and the, the devs uh, have talked about how the AI is actually calculating how much health you have and how much damage they can do and how much uh, health they have. And, and they basically just YOLO and they just come right at you. Um, uh, which really is just, uh, you know, before I changed my build, it caused me to die a lot and, and it made me mad and made me think control points are too powerful. When in hindsight, I realized it's the AI. But now that I've changed my build to a damage to elites build and a weapon damage build, uh, in fact, I think it actually is bad for the enemies because these enemies, uh, these, these assault uh, hyenas, for instance, uh, who are supposed to take cover and flank you, instead are just walking directly at you. And so if you have a bad build, they melt you, and it's really frustrating. If you have a good build, they die, honestly, probably too easily. They, they aren't doing their job. Uh, they aren't rushers. They're literally supposed to get on your sides and behind you and annoy you. And instead of doing that, they're just saying, hey, I'm here. Please kill me because you have so much damage to elites. I die faster than a red. So I've definitely changed my tune in that direction, but I'm not going to change my tune in this whole PC console thing. It's it has to be different, and and part of the concern I have is that most of the feedback given back by people who are quote unquote prominent or known, it's coming from one point of view. It's coming from one platform, and you know the numbers suggest that it's the smaller platform, um, and it and it's impacting everyone. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Uh, I very well may be wrong if there's a, a single dev on Earth who hears, the, hears this and says, uh, actually, you know, we have significant differences or we are you know, taking care of those things, those differences. I'm more than happy to, to eat crow and say, you know what, I was wrong. But um, the last thing I'll say on this whole subject, which I realize as I've been talking, is pretty rambling. Uh, and I apologize for that, but we're just going to go with it. The thing I found is that I, I really think they need to do the PTS on console again. And um, I'm sure it's a huge pain in the ass. I'm sure it's a huge waste of time in a lot of ways for them. Um, but I do think that they, they need to get that feedback and they need to get that data. Um, what I also believe 
is that um, it maybe needs to be handled completely differently than the way they do the PC PTS. Uh, where the PC PTS they could potentially do before every big update uh, because it's so easy and, you know, quote unquote. Uh, maybe it's uh, with consoles, it's just a little different. It's maybe, you know, half as often or even less. Uh, and I think it could be presented differently in this way of, uh, hey, you know, the PC PTSs, we can update them like multiple times a week because we don't have to worry about approval processes. We push the updates ourselves. You know, this this uh, this PTS for console, uh, it may run for a week and then be gone for two weeks and then run again. Um, it may be more about uh, balancing the game entirely rather than balancing it for like specific patches the way that this next PTS is going to be for title update three. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure out how I think they should do it, um, but I really think they should because I think it'd be good for them to nod to what's likely their biggest part of their player base, uh, even though it may not be represented uh, in, in all of the vocal ways uh, that, you know, that, that maybe it could be or should be. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm just a console pleb, even though I have a nice PC as well. And that's how I'll be portrayed by some people. I think some people will appreciate the message. Um, at the end of the day, basically, I just want a good experience for everyone. I don't want PC players to suffer from changes, uh, I guess, meant for console, even though I really don't think that's a thing. But I also don't want console players to suffer for changes made for PC players. So I'm kind of curious if someone knows more about this than I do. Let me hear it. Uh, either in the comments or on my Twitter or wherever, uh, the Discord as well. I'm happy to be proven wrong or to be informed. Moving on from that, I've got some, uh, not some, I've got a listener question from Seamaster. So Seamaster uh, says, what are your predictions for the raid? How long do you think it will take? Will there be save points to allow players to log off and regroup the next day? Just generally want your thoughts. So... Uh, there's been some details um, leaked about the raid from some data miners. Um, I don't think it really spoils it. I'm not going to talk about those details if I um, can prevent it. Um, so I'll answer your questions the best I can, uh, kind of ignoring that information. Um, so my predictions for the raid, I, I, think, um, I think we can look at how the side missions in Division 2 are arguably as complex as the main missions in Division 1. Uh, I think uh, you could argue that the main missions of Division 2 are arguably um, as complicated and long as m per basically all of the incursions of Division 1. Uh, maybe, maybe probably less mechanics. I don't know. I'd say they're comparable. Uh, so what that leads me to say is that put strongholds um, that, you know, the three strongholds we have in a whole new category of difficulty um, in division two that division one never had. Now on top of that, we're going to add raids. So I suspect this raid is going to be like a step up from the strongholds. Um, and I'm not just talking the like normal level stronghold that you can honestly solo. I'm talking the uh, heroic level strongholds with four people where everything's insane and powerful and, and crazy. Um, when it comes to how long I think it'll take, um, I, I'm not expecting some like 10 hour slog. I know on some of the destiny raids, some, some of them were completed fairly quickly for worlds first. Some were, uh, took a lot longer. 
as people try to figure out the puzzles and stuff like that. I am expecting a introduction raid. Um, I, I'm a little afraid that people are expecting this end-all be-all of raids and it's going to be the most complex thing ever done uh, possible. But I think that the devs are probably aware that the vast, vast majority of people that play this game have never done a, a raid type of content. Um, I have not. I've never done a raid on any game. Um, I'm fairly new to RPGs with Division, um, the first one. I played a few games that you could put in that category, um, but nothing like this. Uh, you know, I never played World of Warcraft and those games. The closest thing I came, I came to RPGs were, you know, Fallout and games that you know are, are a different type of of you know RPG. And uh, I would actually argue that NCAA college football <laughs> was an RPG of types, uh, but you would have to play that game and understand American football to get what I'm saying there. And uh, I'll leave that conversation for another day. So um, when it comes to save points and stuff, I, I suspect, so I, I think that there are going to be different levels of the raid. Um, I suspect there are going to be um, like, like a challenging level raid and then like a heroic raid. Um, I, I think that's really possible and I kind of hope that's a thing. Um, just for the sake of just getting people into this, even myself, I mean, I'm, I don't really know what to expect. The biggest concern I have with the raid, um, is eight players. Um, I, again, this is kind of going back to that conversation of a lot of influencers and people that are heavily involved in the community. I think people need to realize that if you took everyone who's involved in quote unquote the community via Twitter, Twitch, and so on and so forth, uh, how many people would you say that represents? Um, you know, 50,000, maybe a hundred thousand. Um, it's very possible that, uh, you know, the first game, uh, initially sold, I believe it was 10 million copies, um, pretty quickly. There's not really any good metrics and there's been no numbers released to tell us how many copies Division 2 has sold, but let's say it did half as well. Five million copies sold so far. Um, I suspect it's higher than that, but I very well could be wrong. If you took everyone who's involved in the quote-unquote community, uh, you're, you're, not, you're looking at a very tiny percentage of those people. And what I'm worried about with the game is that, and the reason I'm tempering my expectations a bit with the raid is that um, I, there's a lot of people who find it hard to find three people to play with, uh, let alone seven. And so what I think is that this raid is going to be designed in such a way that if you have an organized group of seven friends who you're all talking and um, I'm actually going to guess that it may make more sense to have two different uh, groups who are talking and maybe have someone who uh, one person in each group who's talking to the other one uh, to coordinate a bit. But um, I, I think most I bet most people who complete this raid will do it match made. And and I think that means that I don't want to say that that means the raid will be easier or easy in general. I think it's going to be really challenging, but what I do believe is that it's going to be designed in such a way that people who are not talking to each other can figure it out. 
Maybe uh, even just on the challenging level, maybe the heroic version of it will be so challenging or have different mechanics where you literally have to be talking in order for it to work. I would actually be cool with that. I would like the idea is that people can do the challenging version uh, and and maybe skim through, you know, barely get through it by the skin of their teeth. Um, But the heroic one, you've really got to be coordinated. Um, I I think there's going to be a lot of people who will completely disagree with that statement, by the way. Um, I I think for sure there's going to be people who are going to say, no, I think only, you know, coordinated, you have to communicate. This kind of goes back to something similar to the console PC thing is that um, if it's, it's this interesting conversation I see come up a lot in that, Oh, everyone just wants everything handed to them and everyone just wants everything to be easy. And, um, while, while I, I get that, I've seen some of that and I even agree with that a little bit. Um, I also think that people should be able to fully experience the game. Uh, I, I think doing something along the lines of what I said, you know, making the challenging version, uh, you know, again, not easy, um, but definitely more possible for like a random group. Uh, and then giving a true, like true, unique and very tough challenge at a heroic level maybe comparing that a little bit to the level three and four control points right now Uh, most people with a good build should be able to knock out the level three but really you have to be fairly coordinated for the level four whether that's true or not i don't know but it's for the example i i think that's how it's going to work out and play out and i kind of hope it is now if they want to make the first raid maybe a hair more accessible for more people and then really bring it to us with the next raid and basically make it, nope, this is only for people who can really put a team together, really talk. You know, that's a discussion for another day. I'd be more willing to go with that. Um, but I, I think that there needs to be uh, both a sticking to the principles of a uh, game being challenging and worth playing and putting your time into and feeling accomplished uh, and also respecting the time um, of, you know, I would guess the average player who can only play a couple hours a week and doesn't have three hours a day or, you know, 20 hours a week to put into this game because they have other responsibilities. Uh, I don't expect that to be a popular opinion. Um, but if I've learned anything in the last uh, few years of doing this stuff, I've, I, it's been a while since I've been too concerned about um, spouting popular opinions. Uh, if you, if you don't like my opinions, uh, let's talk about them or I guess you can ignore me. <laughs> but if we talk, I'll do my best to hear and respect yours. So, uh, so yeah, there's your extremely long answer, Seamaster. I, I hope you appreciate that. Uh, for some content updates, I do want to throw out a special thanks to uh, Hard Power USA for the new intro music and outro music. Uh, you can check them out at the. Uh, there should be a link in the description, or you can search for them on Bandcamp. Uh, again, they are Hard Power USA. Uh, I want uh, to remind you that we have a giveaway uh, to celebrate the release of the game. Uh, it ends on the 19th, so it's wrapping up in here less than a week. Uh, I'm giving away all three comic books, the Broken Dawn novel, uh, the World of the Division art book, and the official uh, Division 2 steel mug. Uh, there may be some extra treats in there too. So uh, there should be a link for that. Um, there's a giveaway website I'm using that you can check that, that out on. And the final update is um, I will uh, ask you to or encourage you to check out. Uh, I'm going to record another podcast this weekend. Probably not going to be weekly, but I'm going to begin uh, a podcast called uh, Gamer Dad Podcast. And uh, it's going to be uh, kind of documenting 
the lead up to the birth of my child here in a few months uh, and, and how I think that's going to affect my life, my content, um, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, and I would really like to continue doing it after uh, my, my daughter is born and uh, to find out, you know, to kind of talk about uh, how things are going and how things are changing and uh, things that I expected and prepared for things that I didn't expect and prepare for. I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a parenting based podcast, but more how parenting affects gaming uh, and uh, myself as a streamer and a podcaster and so on and so forth. Um, I will occasionally be having a guest uh, who's named uh, press X to Alex. Uh, that is his uh, Twitter handle. So if you want to check him out, um, he has a podcast called the PlayStation uh, Outlook, I believe. And he uh, is he's uh, actually an old friend uh, that I worked with in college at a GameStop. And uh, we've kind of both gone the same direction without realizing it. And uh, he has a he had a child a, a little while back. So he's kind of ahead of me in this whole game. And we are going to uh, I think we can offer some interesting opinions. He is a pun master and uh, he's very good at uh, throwing out references to things that I may uh, nicely laugh and look up on Google as we're talking because I uh, am dumb. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting it on my um, on my Facebook or Facebook on my Twitter. And I will also be uh, I, there is a Twitter account for it. Uh, it is a gamer dad podcast. If you want to look it up, I will be promoting it a bit. Now, with that said, that's all I have for you this week. If you like the podcast, please follow it on whatever platform you're using. If you're on iTunes, please rate the podcast and leave a review. If you would, it really does help me out a lot. If you check out the podcast on YouTube and you want to see more of it, please subscribe to the channel, like the video and comment below with anything I've asked you to comment on or whatever you want to say. If you're too much of a jerk, I'll just delete it anyways. Uh, I am on Twitch where I stream multiple times a week and on Twitter, both as Bondiesel, uh, where you can find some other content links as well, including that giveaway. And, um, uh, that's what I have for this week. So until next time.